Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bengal and Liz Hartman. And hello on this absolutely miserable, rainy, rainy morning. Man, I could not believe how it poured thunder and lightning and everything. What a way to start a day. But guess what? It, there is sunshine on a cloudy day. <laughs> and, and the sunshine here. is me, Sabrina. That's right. And I'm so glad you're with us. Good morning to my co-host, Liz. Good morning, dear. How are you? I'm sorry I'm not seeing your bright face, but thank you for being on the phone. Um, as we working women know, business takes us everywhere, doesn't it? It really does. This morning, it took me to Winston-Salem. So it is what it is. Well, you go, girl, and you keep doing exactly what you're doing so so what's I'm, going on in town you got to give me all the updates well i will we're gonna we're gonna chat for a little bit and then around 8 30 i'm so excited because we're gonna have uh gary gillette who i believe is a member of your post is that he's a member of my post and sons of the american revolution yeah yes and so he's gonna talk to us about the newburn resolves that are gonna celebrate their 248th anniversary see i did my homework in august and um looking forward to talking to him at 8 30 but yes this morning we're gonna talk a little bit about the importance of this upcoming election yeah and and i don't need to get specific and i won't but what i i really want to talk about is the essence of this fabulous city we call home newburn north carolina and you know, um, it's you know, it's it's more than the culture of the city. It's the the essence of the city. And this city has done amazing, amazing things in at least the last forty years that I've been here. And they've done some awful things. You know, there's just no doubt about it. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. Wouldn't you agree? Amen. Amen. And and so, uh, you know. Uh, as we head into this runoff election for the future of the city of Newburn, for the future leaders of the city of Newburn, lots of things to talk about and consider. First and foremost, I want to let everybody know that yes, there is a runoff election going on. So it early voting is happening. It It's there today at the county office building from 8 a.m. until 7.30 p.m. tonight and tomorrow, Saturday, from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now, if you're not registered to vote, if your address has changed, you can do all of that today and tomorrow by just going to the county admin building, go to the Board of Elections, you can register, you can change your address if you've moved in the last 30, 60, 90 days, and you can vote all in the same time. If you don't do that today or tomorrow, only registered voters can vote on Tuesday, which is election day. And, and have you, you'd say, have to and you'd have to go to your polling place. That is one of my favorite things about Newburn, just how darn easy it really is to vote, especially when it comes to early election. It's so simple, Sabrina. There's no reason that every single constituent shouldn't be out there casting their votes today. Yeah, and I, you know, except for the rain and you know, it takes you five minutes to go in there, in and out. Um, I've talked to many people in during this week and so many people said, well, you know, I'm not registered. That's okay. You can register and you can vote. With all the registration drives we have going on, it's amazing that people are not registered. I'm I'm really, really surprised. So um, it's a good opportunity to get out there and do that. So let me explain that there are, um, of course, six wards and and the mayor's race. So the the mayor's race happens in all wards. So if you live in the sixth ward, the fifth ward, the fourth ward, and the third ward, okay, three, four, five, and six, you go out to vote for just the mayor because your alderman is already in place. So it is important that you get out to do that. If you live in the first or the second ward, you get the opportunity to vote for an alderman and the mayoral candidate. So two opportunities. But just because you're just voting for the mayor should not stop you from going out to vote. It is worth your time. Your vote does matter. I promise you. <laughs> if, as, if anybody needed to be reminded of this, the vote matters so much that that's why there is a runoff election right now. Right. Because one vote can matter. And that's really incredible when you think about, uh, you know, when we cast our votes in these national elections, it's the local elections that mean so much more, in my humble opinion. Well, and, and you know, let, let, let's talk about, you know, the role you play 
as um, the commander of the American Legion Post. Your men and women, your members, fought, died, and were severely injured to give us this right to choose our elected officials. And, you know, um, that is all they ask in return is that we go and vote and we follow the processes of this country and that if we're going to complain, we at least get out and vote. Amen. And I, you know, I, Bob Brinson, future Alderman Brinson. Alderman, he's, he would be titled Alderman Elect. Right Alderman <laughs> Brinson is typically always watching this. And he did such a phenomenal job of reminding us all on Wednesday, you know, exactly what you just said. You are a veteran. It is your civic duty to get out there and vote. And quite frankly, we don't care who you vote for just so long as that ballot is cast. That is that is correct. But, you know, it's really important to understand who the candidates are and and what we're voting for. You know, I've been out on the campaign trail now for a bit. And, you know, some people that are not supportive of me or others say, well, we need to change. And, you know, be careful because be careful what you ask for, I think, in a lot of cases. And, you know, change is such a loosely held word that it sometimes is scary to me. And that's why I wanted to talk about the essence of Newburn and who we are as a community. Um, you know, in the past, you know, five years, four years that we've been in office here, um, you know, we had a major, major 500-year flood that went along with a hurricane that did such significant damage to our city. And, you know, where where were the people running now? Both sides, okay? Where were they during that storm? Were they out volunteering? Were they leading a group? Were they leading... Um, you know, gathering food and supplies for people. Where where were they? What were they doing? I know what I was doing, and I know I was out there on the front lines trying to help as many people as we could, trying to warn people. I'll tell you, the most time I've ever spent um, in front of the public on radio, TV, whatever, was prior to the storm warning people to get out of low-lying areas because we knew what was coming. Well, and you didn't just do it with that. You have been phenomenal at getting the word out for emergency weather situations. It's unparalleled, truly. Between you and Bob, I can constantly guarantee that if I need to know something, I just need to be following the two of you. Right. And, you know, shout out to uh, uh, Representative Steve Tyson. You know, him and I partnered together. Can't tell you the countless meetings that we were in in the county building with emergency uh, staff. Um, everybody from local emergency people to Salvation Army to state emergency management representatives, FEMA representatives. It was just amazing the number of people that were housed in one room that we tried to get to and talk to to make sure we were getting the resources that we needed. So, yes, you know, that's important to know when you're looking for a lead. Do you want to change to someone who may not have that experience just for change? I think it's something we need to think about. We also need to think about is um, all the good work that really is going on in our community. You know, I am going to talk about downtown. And that downtown, which drives a lot of the economy of the city of New Bern, we needed to get that, that thing up and moving quickly. Because if it had had suffered, I think the rest of New Bern were suffered. So, you know, uh, immediately after the storm, you know, many of us were out in the streets helping each other sweep up broken glass and, um, you know, drying out and whatever we could do to assist our fellow businesses downtown. And, uh, you know, the amazing part is we have a, you know, a, a major 500 year storm in the middle of uh, September. And in October, a month later, we're open for Mumfest. In a very abbreviated manner, but we were open. And that's incredible because that sense of normalcy provides hope. It provides peace. It provides calm in the middle of a terrible storm. And I think it was incredible you guys managed to get that done. And again, it's it's all it is about leadership. Leadership does matter. And, you know, we wind on down and we, we go through to a, a, a two year shutdown with COVID. And again, it took some leadership of maneuvering and making sure that city government still operated, that we had the resources that we need, that we were protecting our employees and making sure that they were safe. I mean, we we had to have all of that pulled together. It was not easy. It was a difficult time. We all had our different opinions and that's okay, but the city still operated. We came out of it, I think, on the plus side. 
um, in that, you know, a lot of people came to Newburn to visit because we were able to open up much quickly, uh, much quicker than most other towns, and it kind of saved our tourism. It really did, and that was an important thing for us because it drives so much in the way of sales tax and economic impact. So, you know, it is important that we know. But, you know, I keep going back to that word, the essence of New Bern. Um, You know, this is an interesting city, unlike any place I've ever been. You know, growing up in New York, we had a very different form of government. And that's what a lot of people, I don't think, understand that are moving here. Because if you're coming from New York, New Jersey, Virginia, the way their councils are set up, they are mayor council form of governments. What we have in New Bern is a city manager council form of government. So what happens is that up north, the mayor is the CEO of the city and actually runs the city. That's their job, to run the city. And they govern the council. They usually hire what they would call an administrator, a business administrator, to run the town. And it Whereas in New Bern, in the South, here in North Carolina, the city manager is the CEO of the city and runs the day-to-day operations of the city, and the mayor and board are the ones who create the policies that the city manager follows. So a little bit of difference, um, but I think it's... Well, I think it makes a big impact. Right, right. It's huge to know that your elected officials, going back to how your one vote matters, that one vote is going to put the person in power that can really dictate how things are going to go in a crisis situation or just in a general day. Absolutely. So we've got some questions here. Let's talk about this. I was not here then. What lessons were learned with that storm? Are there things that the different uh, that the community would do different? Yes, we have learned. We have learned lessons from that storm. One of them is when we tell you to get out of harm's way, we mean it, get out. Don't think that, oh, it won't be so bad. We understand when we see, we knew the water was gonna come in pretty deep and we asked people to evacuate. It's important that people evacuate. We need to create better shelters, which we are desperately trying to do with uh, the new Stanley White building, that will be a certified Red Cross shelter, which will provide a lot more space for people. We need to provide more avenues for people to bring their pets. That was an issue. People were not leaving their homes because they had nowhere to go with their pets. So these are things that we will try to uh, help with um, as going forward as we, I hope I never see another one again, but as we do. Um, what we also did, and I'm very proud of the work that uh, myself, the mayor, and others did on the board, was we were able to get a grant to do a study about um, flood mitigation. So how do we mitigate uh, things in our community so we become more resilient to storms? So we've done that study, and now we're in the process of trying to implement that and look at implementing those different things. We have joined an organization called the American Flood Coalition. Thank you, uh, Mayor Dana Outlaw. Again, you know, so important. We, our mayor went out there. Our mayor got into the, the, the fold and understood that we needed to partner with Wilmington and other coastal cities to understand how we can do better and how we can protect our citizens. And so he, he has gone with this coalition. Um, They've got funding, they've got personnel and staff that are going to be looking all these issues and assisting the city and its citizens to help the resiliency process, you know, continue and and get better. So these are things that happen. That's why it's so important when you, we have a mayor that has to be engaged at all times. (laughs) You know, um, Liz, so many people said, I can't believe you didn't run for mayor. You should be the mayor. I don't have that ability. And I'm going to be honest. Being mayor is more than a title in a city, in the city of New Bern. There is no doubt in my mind. I have witnessed it. I have lived it. And it is more than just cutting ribbons and saying, hello, I'm the mayor and I'm a nice person. You know, you've got to be engaged. You've got to be engaged locally. You've got it's to a be lot of hard work within the county, within the region and within the state. And you've got, you know, if it takes going to D.C., you got to go to D.C. 
And if it takes going to the other side of the state, you've got to go. Because if there's resources that will help our community, that mayor is, is your leader and the person that goes there. So it's, it's you know, really important. Some of the other things is um, Cindy uh, Candy says, I think people want a fair chance, safe schools, less woke, equal economic opportunities, and lower living costs, Sabrina. Keep Newburn a charming place, not a woke place. Um, you know, doing, of course, we want it to stay charming, but we do have to provide the services to our citizens that they want. We just hope people understand that um, we don't operate <laughs> Like other cities and yes there's things that we need but there is a process we have to follow the law we have to make sure all citizens are fairly treated sometimes we don't like some of the people we see walking around downtown you know they're on a bench they're sleeping whatever it's it's not as easy as saying well we don't want them they can't be there I mean the law provides that it is a public place and if they want to sit there all day and all night they can sit there all day and all night that's their right well, so you you have to walk a mile in someone else's shoes before we can really start casting those stones. That is so true. That is so very true. And, you know, we try to provide services. I'll tell you, I'm so thankful. Phenomenal for, services in this county. Yeah. I'm so thankful for RCS, Eb, oh my up in RCS. Yeah. I mean, he is my go-to person whenever we have issues like that. We have a lot of mental health issues in our city that we're trying to deal with. Um and work you can with text so. him at one in the morning and by one ten, someone is taken care of. They have shelter. Zeb is truly phenomenal. He really is. So our good friend Mike Duffy says Florence was our Sandy without great leadership. It might have been our Katrina. Uh -huh. 400 boat saves were made by the Newburn Fire Department. Isn't that so, incredible to think about that? I know. It really is. And you know, that whole, through that whole scenario, I don't think I'll ever forget it all my life and that I was just fixated into my computer and I was very thankful that I continued, you know, I had a generator and I continued to have power and I kept putting out messages <clears throat> on Facebook as long as I could of what was all happening. I had a direct, yeah, I had a direct line to our emergency operations center. Um, I was in constant contact with the city manager, the police chief, the, um, the fire chief just to say, hey, I'm hearing this. You know, somebody would message me and say, Sabrina, we see this happening or that. Please get somebody over to this area. You know, the how the water's coming into the house. So it was a great um, opportunity for us to work together. And again, good leadership. Well, um, I can say one important. thing really quickly before I go juggle my many hats. It was phenomenal to see the coordination and the teamwork that went in behind the scenes for Florence. I think the entire team did a phenomenal job communicating and you guys didn't sleep for days on end, working together, ensuring that information was out there, ensuring the fire, EMS, police were able to be deployed as needed. And I, I don't know who you said said that comment, but I really do think it was well stated that this could have been a hurricane Katrina situation, but you guys truly mitigated it in the best way possible. Yeah, and we really did. And I think that that goes a long way. And, you know, our our good friend, Megan Johnson, you know, really appreciate um, her comment. She said, a, a assistant could not have been possible without teamwork, leadership in the local Christian community. These made the cleanup and caring for those that were hit hard by Florence rise up. And she says, I'll never forget running into you at the grocery store and you listening to my situation, even though, even through my tears and helped me get my voice heard. Which, you know, and it's the kindness. truth. You know, there were people everywhere. Yeah. And yes, Candy's right. Neighbors did actually come together to help one another. And it was really so important. And, and you know, we're, we're talking about this and it all folds into, again, to understand through this election process, the importance of putting the right people in place. Hey, am I self-serving? You better believe it. Anybody wants to argue with me right now, you can. This is self-serving. And I'm sorry, but... Um, I have really worked you hard say what you say. and you have I, 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 everybody you know, understands that you look back over the last four years, you know, where were all these other people that want to run and want to lead our city? I don't see them on other boards. I don't see them in other uh, service capacities where they, where they could be. Um, and there we were trying to, and we're still trying to get Stanley White off the ground. It was probably the most contentious, one of the most contentious issues we had to deal with, but 
I believe it's going to be the right thing and we're going to get it up and we're going to get it running and it's going to be great. Do you know how difficult it was, you know, working with FEMA? Uh, thank God for Alderman Bobby Astor. His knowledge of FEMA and his relentless work in staying down upon that, he, we worked as a team. He was our leader in that, just as I was the leader when it came to downtown issues. Um, and the mayor and Alderman Odom were leaders when it came to the, uh, you know, the sewer and the stormwater and trying to get the drainage. You know, they're out there. You know, Alderman Kinsey was out there, too. So these were all really, really important things. Sabrina, I, um, I have to go, unfortunately, but I will say this. I think the thing that you've tried to say this whole time, I'm going to say it in millennial speak, though, is when you're voting, don't look for the person who talks about it. Look for the person who don't talk about it, be about it. Who's the person who's actually putting the action in behind their words? And keep that in mind when you vote. But otherwise, Sabrina, I'm so sorry. You know, I That's love okay. you, but I have I to I hope go. we're going to see Gary soon. You said he's going to come in about 8.30. He'll be here right? at 8.30. I'm sorry. I'll get you back to talking about the Florence and the election, <laughs> but I got to get going. Care, uh, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. And uh, you, you have a good weekend. And I'll see you next week, okay? We'll yeah. be back. I'm, we're going to have a great show next week. It'll be the aftermath of the election, and we're going to tell Can't it like wait. it is. <laughs> you take care. Thank Bye -bye. you. You too. So, uh, you know, I want to, again, welcome everybody to City Talk. You're here with Sabrina Bengal and my co-host, uh, Liz Hartman, who is in Winston-Salem at work. She's had to um, uh, step away for a little bit. We're going to be waiting on Gary Gillette, who's going to talk to us about the Newburn Resolves. In the meantime, um, please share our video. We are uh, live right now on Facebook, and at 6 p.m. tonight, we will be on 96.3. Thank you, Henry Hinton, my good friend in Greenville, uh, where it will be rebroadcast. But it's so important. Again, I'm talking about the election. It's so important that you get out there and you, you support the people that support Newburn. I think it is so important. I think our officials need to be present, they need to be active, and they need to be engaged. Now, let's take a step back. You might not agree with their engagement, and you might disagree with maybe some of their positions, but at the end of it, the total package, is it, is it their good service and the good work that they're doing, is that the total package? And I think that's what's really important. And that's what you have to look at. And as we as we step out and we've got a few few days left, you know, um, just there's going to be a lot of noise and, and try not to listen to the noise. And, you know, interestingly enough, I, I met somebody last night. I was out to dinner and talked to somebody, you know, about the election process. And they were telling me that their next door neighbor says, well, I don't I just don't like Sabrina. I, I, I'm not voting. I don't like her. And I said, well, why don't they like me? She said, I don't know. I said, have they I've never met this person. Have they? No, never met you. Doesn't know you. So, again, this is really interesting to me that somebody can form an opinion about any candidate when you don't really know them. And, you know, I have been accused of everything. That's great. You can accuse me all day long. But if I was unethical, if I was immoral, if I was dishonest in any way, I would have been booted a long time ago. I have served on just about every board in this town. And why? Because I asked to. Because I stepped up. A lot of times it's because I... Uh, I volunteered, which, whoo, you know how volunteers do. You know, um, I've been voluntold a lot of times, but, you know, I would step up and I knew the only way to get back engaged in this community is to show up and do something and show your leadership skills. And I think that's what it takes. And so when you're looking at candidates, you should. You know, Megan, thank you. I am going to keep doing what I do. Um, and Candy, I think Newbring should be less critical sometimes. Uh, Diane, neighbors, uh, yes, neighbors getting together, having lived through Hugo in Charleston in 89, even though we were 30 miles inland in Somerville, it was the neighbors and volunteer fire departments that jumped right in. Our neighbors put our grills um, in our driveways and fed everybody. It's just amazing. You know, and that's what's so good about Newburn. Newburn does the same, and it was great. And thank you, Diane. Um, for your comments. It, it's just a, a good thing. But we, I hope that after this is over, we can all stop this meanness. I have been amazed. I have been 
I have actually physically lived in New Bern as its residence for 42 years. It'll be 43. Let's see, where are we? Yeah, it was 42. It was 42 years in May that I have I have lived in this city. So and I've probably been involved in the political process maybe almost 45 years because I dated Steve for a few years. His mother ran in, in 70, uh, I think it was 78, 77 his mother ran. And I participated in that um, election process at that time. And I have never, ever seen the meanness, seen the disinformation, and seen the vitriol that I have seen through this election process. It's unnecessary. And I, I just don't understand it. Nobody wants to talk about the issues. Nobody wants to debate. I'm going to put this out there. I offered last week, I offered to give this hour up to the mayoral candidates because when I ran for mayor, we had, you know, Mayor Outlaw and I had three or four different debates, the chamber, uh, Carolina Colors, uh, you know, we were in different venues. I can't tell you, we were at three or, three or four different ones and there hasn't been one. This, I, I can't believe it. So we offered the hour of this show to come in here and do that and uh, candidate Summers, you know, declined. He has declined many of them from my understanding. And that's, you know, unacceptable. Speak to the issues. I'm concerned that it's, you know, you're hiding in the basement, come out. Speak to the issues, let the people hear. I, I give credit to my opponent. Uh, we did, we had one um, at uh, Hydra early on the first term, and then uh, the Ghent Association allowed us to really debate back and forth, which I'm really proud of and very, very glad for the opportunity to think about and talk about the issues. And, and the results were you heard some of the positions that were different than mine. I think that makes good sense. I wish the mayoral candidates would have had the same uh, opportunity. So, Megan, um, you know, I think Union Point and Kessler protests really showed me how people are misinformed and jump to conclusions. And that's absolutely right. And I'm always happy to talk to anybody about that. I'm not going to get started with that, that because I see that uh, our guest is here. We're going to get him inside and we're going to get him mic'd up. And uh, we're going to talk about this uh, great opportunity to learn a little bit about the um, history of uh our great area and our great state. So good morning, gentlemen, come on in. But, uh, you know, I'll remind you again at the end of the show about the importance of getting out to vote. Don't miss this opportunity, but think when you go to that voting booth today, tomorrow, just remember today until 7.30 p.m., County Administration Building, tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., County Administration Building, and then on Tuesday, Election Day, only for registered voters, you go to your polling places and you can call the Board of Elections and they will be happy to uh, tell you where you go to vote based on your address. Uh, it, it's your right. These gentlemen that are sitting here fought for that right. And so please don't uh, misuse it and get out and vote. And I'll remind you again at the end of the show. So this morning I have... Mr. Gillette, and you'll have to introduce the other gentleman because I didn't know who it was. So, um, and uh, we're going to talk today about the Newburn Resolves, and I understand that it is the 248th anniversary anniversary of it. Yes, ma'am. It's a long time, yeah. isn't it? Has it Newburn is. really been here that long? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> a lot longer than that. Yes. Yeah. And so um, it's coming up in August. So welcome to City Talk. We appreciate Super, you Super. Thank you very here. much. Thank you for thank having you. us. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. So go ahead and let everybody know what, you know, somebody said, what does that mean? Newburn Resolves, you know, so, so talk a little bit about it and, and tell us what's going on. Well, I'm, let me introduce. Okay. I, I'm, I'm Gary Gillette. Yes. We're with the, uh, the Newburn chapter, the Sons of the American Revolution. And Bob is the uh, president okay. of the, the chapter, Bob Ainsley. And um, I'm going to kind of turn it over to him to give you a little bit about the, the history of the resolves, and uh, we'll go from there. Great. Okay. Thanks. Great. Uh, so just a, a real quick uh, intro about uh, who are the sons of the American Revolution. Uh, all of our members can um, uh, prove a line back to somebody uh, who uh, provided some sort of support or was a militia member or a, or a soldier, whatever the case may be, in support of the American Revolution. So every one of our members, now approaching about 90. Um, awesome. Yeah, we're excited about that. 
can uh, prove a linear relationship with somebody back uh, during the American Revolution. We have a variety of goals. One of the big ones uh, that um, well, we like to focus on is a program that we observe special historical events. And Newburn is just loaded with history. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? It really is. And you, I, I discover something almost every day. Uh, one of those events occurred uh, during 25, 26, and 27 August, 1774. And um, at this point in time, a uh, little bit of history here, I guess, kind of puts it into it's perspective. It's what we need to know. <laughs> okay. Uh, right after the French and, uh, and Indian War, um, uh, Britain and the, and the Royal Crown were just uh, underwater with debt. And so that's what started taxing uh, the folks, okay? And as a consequence. A little place called Boston. <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot of events happened. But the, the real thing was, you know, the taxation without representation. And so, and a lot of other things that were going on that um, uh, the citizens of the provinces uh, wanted to have a redress of grievances with the Crown and with Parliament. Um, and when they, uh, the thing that really kind of set folks off was when they put uh, an embargo around the port of Boston, let, didn't let folks uh, receive goods, services, and things of that nature. Put put a put a hamper on them. It really did. So to react to that and the taxes, there was a call for a first Continental Congress. North Carolina was the first to respond, and they held the first North Carolina Provincial Congress here in Newburn on uh, 25, 26, and 27, August 1774. And um, out of that, two, two fundamental things came out of that. One, there was about 28 resolves. Most of those were along the lines of economic sanctions against Great Britain. So for those people who don't know, a resolve is basically a... A resolution? A resolution, yes, yeah. exactly. We resolve to do the following. <laughs> That's correct. Kind of a so. thing. <laughs> right. In modern-day uh, terms. <laughs> that, there you go. Right. But in those days, a resolve was a, 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 something that folks really had a, a, a firm grip on right. and believed in. They were taking a position. Yeah. Uh -huh. Really. Significant against the crown. Mm -hmm. you know. uh, they, at this point in time, you know, obviously, they just wanted to be recognized as British citizens and, and uh, do the rights that a normal British citizen would, would, would be due. Um, and so out of that, those uh, sanctions, uh, those economic uh, resolves, uh, we elected three folks. The, the, the Congress elected three folks. Uh, Richard Caswell was one of those representatives. Uh, the first North Carolina governor, uh, also, William Hooper and Joseph Hughes. They, they were the three reps from North Carolina that went to the First Continental Congress. Uh, they were directed uh, that, to take those resolves and read them to the Congress in Philadelphia that year. Those resolves formed the foundation of one of our six foundational uh, documents of our nation. The first one was the Association of 1774, which was nothing more than a, a, a compendium of economic sanctions against the Crown and Parliament. So we're going to, uh, that sets kind of the stage as to uh, 248 years ago, this August, um, we will commemorate that event with, with um, a ceremony uh, right here downtown. Um, we'll start out. Uh, on the, the Centenary United Methodist parking lot right next to the federal building. Yep. And we will have a procession of um, uh, members of the um, Sons of the American Revolution, Daughters of the American Revolution. Uh, the, the National Sojourners will join us, uh, as well as uh, 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 Boy Scouts, uh, Scouts, Scout End of America will join us. And I mean, for those of you listening, just as a location, talked about where it starts from. So that is at the corner of Middle and Broad Street. So the building on the corner is a law office, so the parking lot is right behind that. So that's, if you want to attend and whatever, that is that location. That's right. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> well, no, and I appreciate that because um, we, will, we will move through uh, the intersection uh, Middle and Broad. And the reason we're doing that street is because that when the folks met here for the first North Carolina Provincial Congress, it was in the Craven County Courthouse. That courthouse was right there at the intersection of Broad and Middle Street. 
that's where it resided until it, it burned down in 1865. Um, so that's the, so I think the historical significance of us coming through there. We will then proceed and enter into the Christ Episcopal Church cantonment area. and Which is the outdoor chapel. That's, <laughs> sorry, I'm going right. to in everyday speak, sorry. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. So and, and, um, and that's where we'll hold the ceremony there in the outside awesome. Colonial Chapel site. So, um, and I understand you have a rain date, or not a rain date, but a rain plan. If it does rain, no procession. No, right. And you'll be in the um, the fellowship hall or the their uh, building that's right across the street. The Harris, they call it the Harrison, Harrison Center, Center three eleven yes. Middle yes. Street, and the public is invited to attend that as right, well. Right. Yes. Uh, so we'll we'll have a, a ceremony there. It will last about an hour. Uh, our keynote speaker will be uh, Miss Sarah Kuntz, who is the North Carolina archivist. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Sarah is also uh, the chairwoman of the um, America 250, the North Carolina Committee for America 250. That's coming up on us real quick, like. And so she'll share a little bit of, uh, she'll tie in the history of the uh, first North Carolina Provincial Congress and what her committee here in North Carolina is doing to help us celebrate the 250th anniversary of our nation. So during the ceremony that you'll have once you reach the um, outdoor chapel area, will you read those resolves? Is that part of the program or how, what, what will you do at that point? She's just going to speak or uh, will there be some place where people could actually see the resolves? Well. If we read the resolves, it would probably take okay. a while, okay. you know, Here's because some of them are quite lengthy. Okay. Um, well, this is actually the second time we've had this event. We had the 247th last year. Oh, okay. And I believe we read a couple portions of the resolves last year uh, during the ceremony. Is there a place that somebody could go online or view them or um, so they could uh, actually see what what yeah. they want. Yeah, uh, the, if you go to the North Carolina archives within the minutes, uh, the old minutes of the uh, 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 Congresses, uh, you can, you can right. search that up and you can read them all right there. So at the time, the palace was still here thriving and Josiah Martin was the royal governor at the time, so I'm sure there was a, he was not very happy to be a block or two away, or had he already escaped to... to no, uh, they, no he, uh, the Sons of Liberty had not yet run him out. Run him out, okay. <laughs> uh, so, he, was, but, he was a couple of blocks away uh, when you think but, about it. Uh, yeah. But there was a lot of talk about that you know, yes. at that time. Uh, no, he was still here as the governor, and uh, to, to his dismay, uh, uh, this was held uh, without his approval. And that's, that's the significant thing at this time you know um, uh, the, the, uh, the the citizens broke rank with the crown and said we don't care what you say we're going to hold this because we we need to be heard and it was at their risk right I mean, oh absolutely because yeah. we know what happened throughout the country you know with so many people being um, arrested and um, oh. you know hung and all that other stuff because they were you know going against the crown um, but you know it goes back to the significances Newburn and you're talking about the history and the significance of Newburn as the first colonial capital and the important events that happened right here in our city yeah. that there wouldn't be a state of North Carolina without Newburn and Newburn was the the location of the first Provincial Congress. Congress. I right. mean, that's that is significant. It, it really is. is significant. And then for us to be the first state capital, I just you mm -hmm. know, in the first session to be held right there at yeah. Tron Palace, I think is amazing. You know, we've tried for years and years and years. One time, very briefly, we did hold a, uh, a session of the Assembly General Assembly here in Newburn. It's probably been maybe fifteen years, twenty years. I swear I lose time, but. Mm -hmm. um, we would love to do it again. I know it costs a lot of money to get everybody from Raleigh here, but it would be really interesting. If we Never could can do tell it. what the 250th might bring. That's right. Yeah. Maybe we you can know. stir everybody up to to get excited about being here. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the other things. Now, you say you're partnering with the Daughters of the American Revolution yes. um, together for this event. But what other functions do you provide in the city? I mean, uh, historical information. I mean, what do you do in your meetings? You obviously have 90 members. And yeah, we have a, a meeting every year of the month starting in January. Usually it's on the second Saturday. Okay. And, um, and in fact, uh, we're going uh, well, to have a short reception after the 248th celebration on the 27th. And, mem and folks that would like to know more about both organizations can attend that. And uh, we will have uh, trifolds to pass out and members to respond 
respond to questions about it. An interesting thing, four years ago when I started getting into this, um, I didn't know anything about my, my ancestry background. Uh, but uh, through digging in and research and everything, uh, you know, I've discovered a lot of neat things. And that's what people can do, is uh, if they, they don't know who their ancestors were and they want to discover that, we can help them do that. Oh, you can? Okay, that's oh, yeah. great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a great thing, because there may be people listening today. Again, you know, as I said, um, you can share our video. Um, we're live on Facebook right now, and tonight this will be live on, uh, or rebroadcast on 96.3. At 6 p.m. and people can listen yeah, excellent. And, and yeah. contact either one of you. Do you have a website they can go to or something they can get and more information? And a Facebook page. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. talk about what's the website so people can hear it. Uh, well, we have a couple. I'll let Gary talk to the Facebook. He, he, uh, he's, he's really, <laughs> he's our media guy when ah. it comes to doing putting that yeah. stuff up. So That's Gary, questionable, you... <laughs> really. <laughs> it's, it's just the uh, Sons of the American Revolution, New Bern Chapter, Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, you know, on there you can get information, uh, contact information regarding yeah, the national chapter. Stream. And if you go on the North Carolina um, uh, Sons of the American Revolution website, you can, you can look for the chapter, the New Bern chapter, and it'll give you all the contact information awesome. in there. We've got on our screen for those who are on Facebook right now. On our screen, it's a. a the Facebook page so people can okay. see it scrolling so Good. we have it up right. there Good. as well as uh, the um, information about the um, 248th anniversary. Yeah. And anybody that wants to join wants information. I'm also the the registrar for the chapter. I work with the, the folks to do their geneo genealogical research as well as put together their applications and then we send them off to national. Awesome. So I'd be their contact point if they want membership. And I don't know how hard it is to kind of research your history sometime and the oh, fact that you're, um, you know, available to help. I know when I, I did not mind now, of course, my grandparents were immigrants and they came from another country. And just doing that in itself was unbelievable. You know, when I found um, the ship record at Ellis Island mm -hmm. and saw the name of my grandparents, well, my great grandparents, because they came over with my grandparents as children. Um, it was, you know, you get that warm fuzzy. Like, oh, yeah. You know, how cool is this? And then my my father's grandmother, so that would have been my great-great-grandmother, um, she came over at 68 years old. And how I was able to find her, because the last name was different, and I didn't realize that the maiden names, that they kept oh, the yeah. maiden names. It wasn't, I was looking for the last name Morano, and I couldn't find it. And what, how I got it is I found out who she was picked up by. And it was my great grandfather, and that's who she was picked up by. Wow. And and you know, I mean, you get a really great feeling. And I know you did too, as you saw that lineage and say, "Hey, I descended yeah. from this." It's, it's exciting. so cool. It, it really is. is. Uh, I, the genealogical research, you know, you know, you'll go down a lot of rabbit holes. You know, but every now and then you'll get a big nugget. Yes, mm -hmm. and it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's putting the pieces together. Yeah, one, that family tree. It has so many different branches out right. there, yeah. and, and you got to go out to each one of them. Yeah, and I actually got the birth certificates. For, I had to get them to get dual citizenship, but I got them from um, from Italy. And when I was able to see my great grandparents' names, and then their parents never knew. And didn't even know what our last name was. It was a version of what the original one was. And talk about satisfying. It was just like, you know, I kept staring at it and staring at it and staring at it because it's really a, you know, a great, great feeling. And I just, I think it's a wonderful process. And people who want to know more should really reach out to you. That's oh, right. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things, genealogical research and assistance with the membership. And the DAR does the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have, uh, they're probably in some cases, their database record is a little bit better than some of ours is. And so we cross-reference against both of those databases. Awesome. So uh, the other things that I think I I'd like to point out, um, uh, we we do quite a bit, as much as we possibly can, in recognizing service members and veterans throughout the community. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, on the 3rd of July, uh, we had several members of the Air Force, um, uh, service members, attend the uh, baseball game up at Kenston. Oh, great. Uh, our treat, uh, they attended, and uh, we served as a color guard, uh, presenting the national colors. We have a color guard. We dress up in the uniforms and everything. Oh. We're, we're both part of that color guard. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. So we were, we were going to 
border no, it's of colonial, uniforms. colonial things. That's right. So, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a well, continental line dress and uh, very colorful and uh, very patriotic. And so we, we 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 recognize our service members and our veterans. About two weeks later, we took. Um, uh, I don't know how many, about eight veterans. Uh, eight, veter eight residents of yeah. the North Carolina um, Veterans Home in Kenston. Oh, awesome. So we try to reach out to our veterans to let them know that we appreciate their service and recognize uh, the contributions that they've made to our nation, the backbone of our nation, I might add. So what is a typical meeting like if somebody attended your meeting on, the, okay. you said, the second Saturday yeah. uh, every other month? Yeah. What, what would a meeting be like? Well, we have initial, um, you know, upfront uh, 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 pledges that we do, Pledge of Allegiance. So we do the, the mm -hmm. introduction stuff. But usually it's, it's, we have a, a section on business. We have to conduct business, right? <laughs> As we all do. <laughs> uh, but we always uh, uh, spend about 30 minutes or so on an educational aspect of the American Revolution. It could be a patriot member, a little bit about some a member's patriot, or it could be about an event or a document that went on within the American Revolution. For example, uh, upcoming in September, uh, Admiral Jay Deloach, who is uh, our state president, but also a member uh, of our uh, chapter, will be making a presentation on the Gatsby Affair. And um, the Gatsby was um, um, a British ship that was attacked and uh, burned off the coast of, I think it was uh, New Jersey or, uh, yeah, I think it was New Jersey. Um, I'm a little rusty on that one. <laughs> they will get me straight on that. But it's, uh, you know, we always think that uh, the first shot heard around the world was at Lexington and Concord, uh, but the Gatsby came before the Lexington, ah. and uh, one of the British officers was actually wounded in the leg. So, I mean, you know, there's a, a debate going on right. there. But that's, uh, uh, we, we um, also have induction ceremonies that we sometimes will perform at the meetings as well. We like to get in front of Tryon Palace gates there on Pollock Street and do that. Uh, no better place. Yeah. You know, uh, it, for these many years, and I've been involved with Tryon Palace and the different people that have worked there, and there's a real concern that we are losing history to our young people, and it's not really being taught in the schools. And understanding the, the essence, and I've talked about essence all day today, but the, the essence of who we are as a people and why we are free right. why and you know it seems like maybe your organization might have to do more we, of those things we're gathering young people so they can have the opportunity because they're just not getting it in school we, we focus on that that's one of one of the many things that we focus on is education right. uh, around the the local schools both mm -hmm. the elementary um, intermediate and high school levels we have contests with them we go in and talk to them you know Prior to COVID, it was a little more right, active than it is now. Vanguard Elementary School, uh, that was one of our big schools that we went to a lot. Have um, you thought about maybe, Epiphany. you know, even on a Saturday, you know, going to the Harrison Center or something and inviting parents and their children or something and doing a little educational thing? Because sometimes we talk about there's really nothing for kids to mm -hmm. do and we want more opportunities, maybe in, in combination with Tron Palace on a Saturday in their auditorium. Mm -hmm. And just, I, I feel that, we're really missing the mark with a lot of history in, in different segments. Yeah. If it's the colonial history, our Civil War history, you know, our, our World War II history and our community. And yeah. Newburn has such a rich history in all of those different areas that we as locals should know that. Our yeah. children should know that. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. And to augment what Gary was saying, we have two programs, uh, uh, a brochure and a poster contest pro uh, program. Um, we have participated with the uh, Epiphany uh, uh, School here, uh, been very receptive to uh, coming in and, and working with us on that. Uh, the brochure, they're both tough contests because they have to, on the brochure side, uh, every other year, uh, well, the brochure side, they focus on one of those six foundational documents. Mm -hmm. The Association of 74, uh, the Confederation, uh, uh, Articles of Confederation, of course, the Constitution, the, the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers as well, and the Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. uh, and that they have to uh, put together a, a pamphlet, uh, a trifold, 
And within that, they have to answer the tough questions, the who, the what, the why, the where, the when, and the how kind of a thing. What grade level is that uh, That one's six, uh, middle school. So we work Seven, with eight. the sixth graders over at Epiphany on that one this year. And then uh, at the uh, fourth grade level is the poster contest, where every other year it's going to be either an event or it's going to be a person. And that, that they, they draw a, a, you know, a, a storyboard event around uh, that particular event or person using the same uh, uh, questions, the inquisition questions of who, what, when, where, and how, and why. Uh, they get a lot out of that. And it's a tough exercise for kids to do. And then we, we make awards. There's a monetary award for the, the winners as, as well as uh, the participation of the teacher. And this year, uh, our entry from Epiphany won second place at the state level. Awesome. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. good to see what our young people do. And I don't want to shortchange them. It's, you know, some people are getting it, but I think the overall picture is they're not getting it. You know, right. the, yeah. the, the bigger yeah. 10,000 foot view. Well, and know, we right. need to do, and we need to do better because our history is so important. Our New Bernian history, our state history. You know, of course, I was born and raised in New York. I couldn't tell you anything about New York history and went through <laughs> all through public schools there. And really, I know more about North Carolina history than I ever knew about New York history. So I think it's so important. You become so, I don't know, it, it ties you to your state and to your community when you have that information. Yeah. I think it's just so important. I'm, I guess, I, you know, I've always been a history buff anyway. <laughs> we, we um, The other things we do with the children, uh, about uh, three years ago uh, during Constitution Week, uh, which the DAR leads the charge on that for mm -hmm. us here in the Richard Dobbs Spate right. chapter and Sims Waite, their regent. Um, we were able to bring in uh, Paul Newby, who is now, of course, right. the, the, uh, the Chief, Chief Justice Judge. of the NC uh, Supreme Court. Um, Paul was a, a, a Boy Scout, Eagle Scout, uh, very big into uh, the education aspect of the Bill of Rights mm -hmm. and, and played a significant role uh, some years back as an assistant uh, district attorney, um, uh, uh, retrieving the Constitution, the, uh, the copy of the Constitution that was given to us by George Washington, uh, 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 a Union soldier took it. At the end of the, uh, I remember War. that, and we got yeah. they got it back. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, over a hundred years later we got it back, and Paul played a significant role in that. Uh, we had Paul down here, and we went around uh, to Newburn High School, uh, Pamlico High School, Epiphany, and held a, a forum over at the NC History Center. Uh, uh, talking about uh, that process and the importance behind the Constitution and the Bill of Rights here, okay? And we have a Bill of Rights because of North Carolinians, by the way. You know, and you know. awesome, and, and we, we need to share that and educate our children and, and, and let them understand it because, again, it's so important. And I, I think everybody should take a Newburn 101 class, in essence, to understand about the history, a good civics lesson about our city. It might be a one-day lesson or something, but I think it's important that we share that and that our, for the future generations, our young people know that to pass it on because what happens after we go? Who who passes down that information and who shares it? So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm glad hopefully we'll always have a Tryon Palace to promote and do that, but I think we have to instill it in our young uh, people yeah. so that they'll seek it and want to know more about yeah. it. So, so, I mean, it's uh, it's not 10,000 kids that we're touching here, Absolutely but it's uh, you got to start someplace. <laughs> I mean, if it, you nibble and you nibble and you keep nibbling, right. uh, we don't want it to die either. Yeah, I think know, it because is. I think it's so important. We have to understand where we've been to understand where we're heading and where yes. we want to go. Yes, it's it's true. But we never want to look in the rearview mirror. We want to always look forward. No, you, know? but you got to have, you, you know, if you don't know where you've been. I totally agree you with know. you. And, uh, you know, as I've been talking today about the election process and what we're getting ready to happen, you do have to know about where you've been mm -hmm. because you don't want to repeat the same mistakes. You want people who understand and know and have been there and keep our city moving forward. Yeah, the thing that I I, you know, I think every one of our members, and I'm sure there are a lot of citizens out there as well, they understand that uh, the, the folks that came before us gave a lot. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, some gave it gave all. all. And so we ask ourselves constantly, have we earned that liberty? And what have we done today that makes us feel or that at least uh, reinforces the fact that we have we have received that kind of liberty, and are we thankful for that? And are these what are we doing to engender that particular? Yeah.
to- totally agree with that. But, you know, we've got a few minutes left. Um, let's just recap everything so people can hear. Today you've been listening to Bob and Gary with the uh, Sons of the American Revolution, and they are getting ready to have a great event. It's going to be August uh, 27th. August 27th. Um, it's going to be the 248th anniversary of the Resolves, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to start at what time? <laughs> the procession will start 9 at 945. 9.45. 9.45 a.m., that's a Saturday, correct? Yes, that's yep. right. Um, it'll start at the parking lot at the corner of uh, Middle and Broad, right behind the attorney's office. You'll see it. It's the parking lot for Centenary Church, and they will process to uh, Christ Episcopal Outdoor Chapel, where they'll have a speaker, they'll have a reception afterwards. If it does rain, no procession, and just go to the Harrison Center, which is across the street from uh, Christ Church. Can't miss it right, right. there. On, on Absolutely. And it's free. And it is free, it yes. Is free. And, Another and, great event, free event yeah. for Newburn. And, uh, I think it's important to note, we, we believe in a lot of pageantry. And so we'll have a, a lot of our color guard, all of our color guard will be in some continental or, or colonial attire, right, right. whether it be a militia or be in a uniform. Uh, we will be led, and I, I neglected to say this because I think they're a viable, significant part of the procession, uh, by the Fife and Drum Corps of the Tryon uh, Palace. They, and they do uh, such a good job. They, uh, and Shane Mason, who is the commander of that, um, has told me that they've got more and more members. So uh, they really do bring out I think uh, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be wonderful. So if you don't even if you don't know anything about it, and maybe you're not interested, at least come and see the procession. I uh, say you take some you, pictures and do that. Yeah. And and real quickly, um, on August 13th, from 10 a.m. to one Saturday, we're going to have what's called a walkabout. We're going to have a number of um, uh, members of the SAR and the DAR walking around town in colonial attire, talking about. The 248th. In fact, Virginia Spencer of Carolina Creations, uh-huh. she has offered us her front window. We're going to have a window display of two people in colonial attire and some other activity, awesome. other items. Oh, so that. there'll be lots of information about the 248th anniversary available that day through the people walking around and at the window display. Uh, so if you don't get anything from this, Coming yeah. downtown so, at that let me ask, time. Have you provided all that the thirteen on the thirteenth and the twenty seventh to the tourism office downtown? You need to because see yeah, they'll promote that. Idea. People may come into Newburn just to, it's just another event that we can mm-hmm. have in encouraging people to come and visit our city who may stay overnight or know more about it. But if you'll go down there and talk to either Tammy or Melissa, that. please do that. I think that good idea. Um, yeah. yeah, put it on our calendar because yeah. they're constantly promoting and it goes on the state calendar and all of that. So I think it would be a good thing because we're finding more and more people want to come to Newburn for the weekend or you know come and just spend a, a Saturday here yeah. and. They love all these different things. One one other thing to put in your pipe and smoke it maybe okay. is uh, for many many years as I've worked downtown, we always wanted to to have something like on a you know every Saturday or every Friday evening, what we would call Newburn ambassadors, maybe people in costume mm-hmm. like like you are doing, just I- I- intermingling with our guests and people on the street and yep. doing that. We would like to have that on a regular basis because. Again, it makes Newburn become more alive. It really does. And so maybe if your group, maybe you take this Saturday, maybe we could have somebody from the Civil War, maybe bring Madame Moore and, mm-hmm. uh, and some of our soldiers to life. Yeah. That could be another Saturday. We could find different eras to oh, have right. people out. I think it would be another reason that people say, you've got to go to Newburn. It's so cool. Oh. You know, maybe during, maybe the spring and the fall, it's so hot in the summertime. I, I get that. But <laughs> it, again, another reason to attract. My, my wife and I did that. She She's a member of the the DAR, and Uh she has colonial attire. And one day we were walking around town, and it was unbelievable. People just... Who, what are you all about? I you know, know, yeah, it, and it's it a great fun. opportunity to talk about talk your about organization right. yeah. and just people talk about love Newburn, that. Yeah, the people people love that. Yes. So if you're interested, let me know. We'll get it all okay. set. We yeah. can do it through um, our tourism office, <laughs> Melissa. If you're listening, I'm volunteering <laughs> you because uh, I, I I do sit on that board. But we may even have a few little dollars here and there We're to, here to offer help. it, you know, and and to keep it going because it becomes an attraction. It's what we call an added value to our tourist guests, so that would be really if great. If you come up with any ideas, 
contact us. I can. We'll, I surely will. We, 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 we'll, <laughs> you we'll might be you. sorry, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are. We have. I can't believe it's nine o'clock already. And we've come to the the end of our show. I want to thank. Uh, both Bob and Gary for being here today. Thank you to Liz Hartman Our for pleasure. raging this. This has been great. You know, Newburn is such a great place to live, and it's it because of the great people that live here. Yes. Um, right. And again, as I started out the show today, um, I'm ready for the kindness to come back. I'm ready for all this vitriol and all this misinformation, everything else that's happening, people pitting themselves against one another. Please, let's stop it. Let's get through Tuesday. Let's go back to being the great little city that we are. You don't have to agree with everybody, but you don't have to be mean and um, attack everybody. Um, Very quickly, in my Sunday school lesson on Sunday, we talked about the crucifixion um, and the scene where Pontius Pilate condemned um, Jesus and all of the people were yelling, crucify him, crucify him, and people were you know, saying, but they didn't believe he was guilty, but they got caught up in the mob. And so somebody said in our class, well, isn't that what Facebook is about today? And people don't believe it. They get caught up with the crowd and they start doing that. So just remember that as we go through this week, you know, you get caught up and you say things, but you don't even know if they're the truth or not, but you've gotten caught up in the crowd. Remember that. So let's let's get through this. Um, I'll see you um, next Friday. We'll have a great show. Win, lose, or draw. I'm going to be here. We'll talk about the outcome and and the results. And I want to thank everybody for being with us this weekend. And just remember, we will see you on the sidewalks. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Thank you.